I knew I was in trouble when I got to the halfway mark where I saw the clock and the time on there beat my half marathon PR at the time. Yeah, so I just knew we were going to be paying the piper and that was going to happen in short order. And it happened at mile 16. It's just everything just shut down. Welcome to Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast. I am your host, Dr. Wita L. Brown. I inspire and promote movement. I explain how running adds to life from a mental wholeness aspect. How obstacles can be overcome in life to make it to your finish line. Welcome to Running is Cheaper Than Therapy, episode 26. Today, we have a special friend. I attribute him to making me a distance runner. If I had not met him and his group, I may never have run a marathon. I may never have become a running junkie, I should say. Today, I have Uche Unasuan, who lives in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where he is a corporate banker and real estate investor. He has been an avid runner for over 20 years. In that time, he has run several marathons, half marathons, 10Ks, and 5Ks. He was the leader of Team United Nations, or Team UN, Run Club, and is now a co-leader for the Winfield Track Club in Philadelphia. In both instances, he marshaled and continues to marshal runners of all abilities to get out of bed at ungodly hours in the morning for a run, 5.30 a.m. He actually used to give wake-up calls, which helped me I am not a morning person. If it wasn't for him, I would have missed many morning runs. Interestingly, the pandemic seems to have helped this effort as more people have picked up to running as a coping mechanism. Again, he lives in Philadelphia and is married to his beautiful wife, Audra, who is the founder and CEO of Beauty Fit Strong. Welcome, Uche. Well, thank you for having me. This is uh, very exciting. So first question, why did you initially start running? Wow. Over 20 years ago. Over 20 years ago. Jeez. Um, it was actually a friend of mine, you know, mutual friend, Tam. You know, so I think he was training to do a half marathon and he asked me to uh, train with him. And I was like, yeah, sure. And, you know, we trained together and we Finished it. I think it was the ING half in Philadelphia was okay. sometime, in, sometime in September. And so, yeah, we finished it. And I remember, you know, that sense of accomplishment, well, completing the distance. And, but I also remember the pain. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, going out, to, out in the race and seeing people from of varying uh, ability levels successfully completing this was you know, kind of like motivated me. Like, yeah, you know, if I took it half a little bit more seriously, I can do much better. And then, of course, you know, hanging out with Tammy, Tina, and, you know, a little circle of friends, we were able to kind of like have a little friendly cohort as we train together. And so it allowed me to stick with it. 
So Tim started running before you? I wouldn't really say he did. Because, it, it, I mean, when he was say start running, like even prior to training for that half, half marathon, you know, I would run like a three miles here and there. Like, like I really, I didn't really consider myself a runner per se. It was more like I worked out or played basketball because basketball is really the thing that me and him did. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe maybe every once in a while you'd go out and run two, three miles, but nothing really consistent. If anything, it was more like the running was done to help us play basketball better. Okay. Right. So what made you start United Nations or Team UN? I'll say that was more of a happy accident. A happy accident. A happy accident. So I did not set out to start a group per se. Okay. It's more so ultimately a gathering of friends who had a mutual interest of waking up early in the morning or running in uncomfortable weather for ungodly distances and ask <laughs> and asking ourselves why and let's come up with any good answers. <laughs> I, I think I think it had more to do with the camaraderie that we had amongst ourselves that uh, we decided, okay, you know, we can keep doing this. And you know, another happy accident. It just turned out that the people who are in the group were from different parts of the world geographically. We didn't really plan it to be like that. It was I mean. You know, I was just happy to run with whoever was willing to run, come out and run. It just turns out that people didn't quite mind running with me. <laughs> yeah, and then it also it also helped that train for distances that we we thought at least at face value we couldn't do. Okay. When you train for a marathon, is like at least at that time there was always a question like, <laughs> could you would you actually survive? <laughs> and like, well, let's find out. What year would United Nations officially start? We're in 2020 now. We're in 2020 now, yes. So minus 20 years. <laughs> 2000 and minus 20 years? It started that long ago? I, think I started running with you in 2010. Maybe 2005-ish. Okay. Yeah, 2005, thereabout. So when you ask the question, when did we officially start? I mean, it's really... When, when did I find the first misfits to run with me? <laughs> you know, Maurice Baynard. Yeah, it was me, him, Abdul, Tam, Felicia, Noel, who just kind of got together. And the way the group kind of coalesced, it's like, you know, as you know, we run on Kelly Drive most of the time. And so you would come out in the morning and then you see someone who was running there fairly consistently around the same time of the morning that you were running. And I said, like, hey, come run with us. And they're like, yeah, sure. And that was another member. Okay. Yeah. Pretty organic, I'd say. Yeah, you didn't have any goals. I'm like, I'm going to start this running group. It just kind of like came together. No, I mean, obviously having a race on the calendar kind of gives you something to strive for, right? But I think the bigger point was it was an environment or a group that encouraged its participants to be out consistently every day. The goal wasn't necessarily the race, but it's to train every day. Anyone who has gone through the drudgery of training knows like, yeah, I mean, sure, the day you signed up for the marathon, you felt hyped. But by month month two or month three, it becomes tougher to get out of bed to go do that run. Really, the group was more about developing the habit of running 
more so than the actual goal itself. You know, as you well know, I mean, if your training cycle goes well, then the race is almost a foregone conclusion. You should be able to complete it if you complete the cycle. So, so the tough part is complete the cycle. So the name United Nations, was that your idea or did someone else come up with the name? Oh, that was uh, Ms. Harris, Ms. Felicia Harris. I'll try to take credit for it right now. But <laughs> the problem is that she will probably hear this and then I'll, I'll never hear the end of it. So, yes, uh, <laughs> it was Felicia who kind of coined the name United Nations and uh, kind of stuck. I like the name. Because I thought me and Felicia, I think, were the only Americans initially. When I started running, it was people from UK and you from Nigeria and Tim. Cameroon. Cameroon, Tina. So it was Vietnam. Heather from Jamaica. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, let's not forget Heather. You know, that these people were from different parts of the world was, uh, you know, I said it was a, was a happy accident. But I, I think the, the more important point is like it was just a bunch of friends who didn't mind suffering alongside each other and have a sense of humor about it. Yeah, just true. I remember my first official race, I guess, my first half marathon, the Odyssey. That's where I met you guys. Yes. You weren't running that day. You were taking pictures. <laughs> and you were like recruiting me to join because my plan was to do a half marathon and then go back to running my three to five miles on the riverfront. But you recruited me and they didn't have a medal. They had a beer glass. So I was like, I got to at least run one more match race. <laughs> get a medal for my half marathon. No, I remember I remember that. You know, because I, I don't remember why we why I didn't run. Were you injured? Yes, probably I was. Uh, according to the other members of UN, apparently I was, I'm notorious for trying to recruit people for. Yes, yes, you are. Which is good quality to have. If you didn't recruit me, I probably would have never got serious about running. I probably would not have let you. I probably would have just keep badgering you until either a restraining order or you agreed. <laughs> I mean, it's like. I mean, hey, that's how I met my wife. I think she agreed to go out on a date with me because she was like, ah, all right, it's either I go out or I file a restraining order. So, you know. <laughs> and how many years? How long have you and Audrey been married now? Oof. What, seven years now? Yeah. So, okay. She's uh, my better 90%. You're and better. I'm probably giving myself too much uh, credits, I have to say. <laughs> So what made you start calling people in the morning? That's something unusual for team leaders to do. They just be like, you're going to show up? You're going to show up? I mean, I think part of it was just, you know, I mean, oh, but, and by the way, for, I, like, I don't do that anymore. I mean. You don't do that anymore? Yeah, yeah, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, because um, you meet people, they say they want to do, uh, you know, do this, but then, you know, waking up early is, is uh, hard. It's hard, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, look, I've, I've been doing it for many, many years. Even even for me, it's not the easiest in the world. But but I think at this point, like my body's just kind of tuned to, uh, to doing it. So, but I think it was, you know, part of it was just a belief. You say you want to do this, then let's do it. And if giving a wake-up call is, is the only hurdle, then it just seemed like a trivial point. I mean, like, oh, well, not, not a trivial point, like a, like a, like a small nudge. You know, to get you out, you know, because I mean, I, you know, as you very well know, I mean, uh, you're a runner, like, uh, 
there's never a time you complete a run and say you regretted doing the run, right? Regardless of how bad you, you feel. So if my call was the one thing to get you over the hump, then that's, it was, it's easy. That's it. Yeah. How many marathons have you run, Uche? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I mean, so many neighborhood, like, about nine, ten, maybe. Nine, ten. Okay. What's your yeah. favorite marathon and why? Oddly, Phil, the Philly Marathon. I would probably say, like, uh, mine is a minority view amongst the runners that I train with. Okay, so why why the Philly Marathon? Well, yeah. my current PR was on the Philly Marathon. And then even the way the course is laid out, it's mostly flat, but there, there are a few spots that have you know, a little bit of exposure to some elevation. Hasn't it? The course has changed over the last... I've only done it once, but... Yes, yes. The, the Maniunk, you know, when you're in Maniunk... Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the hill. Yeah, it's a gradual climb. And, and because you're right around what, mile 19 or so there... That's an unfortunate place to <laughs> hit a hill. The road just elevates. Even when your legs are tired, you really feel it. But, but once again, like, like I like it because it's not all pancake flat like Chicago, for example. Your leg muscles kind of get taxed a little differently. So it kind of like varies the terrain a little bit. The guys who I train with tend to favor speed. So they like, they like the Chicago's, the Berlin. Berlin, yeah. Because it's, it, you know, you can go fast. But, you know, I'm like, you're training for a time. You want your legs to be able to withstand whatever topography the course gives you. But having said, I mean, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. No, flat is, if you're going for, for time, flat or, 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 or a gentle downhill yeah. is preferred. But yeah, but if I'm going to be out there pounding for three plus hours, then at least give me some variety. Okay. That's, yeah. that's different. Yeah. See, I like heels cycling, but not so much running. Not so much. No, I just had a flashback. Cycling hills. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much, but it does make you a, a better runner to conquer those hills. Yeah, yeah. No running regimen is complete without hill work, or, or, or at a very minimum, exposure to hills. It taxes the, the legs differently. It taxes your cardio differently, and it actually strengthens your legs without pounding your joints as badly because i mean obviously when you're going up a hill you can't the jarring force that each step you know generates is somewhat lessened because well work gravity is working against you as opposed to like absorbing hard impacts yeah like speed work or track work you know like exactly like speed work or, or, or track work getting good uh, muscle developments run up the hills and your heart rate cardio mm-hmm. what is your most difficult marathon and what made it so hard oh yeah, where we're living a nightmare. <laughs> Steam town. <laughs> okay. Hills? It's hillsy. It's hilly too, isn't it? No, Steam Town is a net downhill marathon and it's out by Scranton PA. Okay. And fairly popular because people who are trying to qualify for Boston go out there. It's like one of the last races in the year you can do to qualify for Boston. Okay. And actually, the year when I did it, I was trying to qualify for Boston. I think like the first. 13 miles or so no actually the first almost 16 miles is just downhill downhill and then then it kind of levels off right around uh mile 15 or 16 but here's the thing you you have to be prepared for that mm-hmm. so now that's your question more direct why it was bad for me 
<laughs> like everything went wrong for me on that. Okay. Like I had to maintain, uh, you know, I think it was like a seven, seven twenty or so for the for the race. And you know, my training cycle had gone, you know, relatively well. You know, so I had like an eighty percent chance of of running oh. well. Mm-hmm. At least that was my estimation, anyway. Well, morning of, for some reason, my Garmin watch did not charge. We're standing in the uh, in the gym, you know, waiting for the race to start, and I received the beep on my watch that the battery is about to die. Like, oh, not a good day. Anyway, we go to the start line. Race starts. Uh, now, Steamtown, at least back then, I don't know how it is now, but back then, there were only two clocks, one at the 13, the halfway point, and at the finish line. Really? Yes. <laughs> yes. No mile markers, no like 10K. Nothing. I mean, well, they, they are there, but there are no clocks. No clocks there, there yeah. Yeah, so you have <laughs> no idea how fast it goes. So my watch died 5K in. So now I'm running by feel. And on a course I've never run on before, right? Mm-hmm. And all the blogs that talked about beware of the downhills and the quad destruction that's, that occurs. Yeah. But somehow I discounted those warnings. Mm-hmm. And then I found out why. Mm-hmm. But I watched Diza 5K in. And so trying to, quote, run by feel. And so remember, I'm, I'm trying to target about 720, 730, and but I had no idea how fast I was running because remember, you're going downhill, you're feeling really good. Yeah, so you're just probably taking so, off. <laughs> yeah, so you're just flying. And so every so often, I would like talk to someone, hey, how, how fast are we going? So I was like, oh, yeah, we're doing about, you know, 701. They're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you would slow down a little bit more. And maybe a few minutes later, ask somebody else, like, oh, yeah, you're, for the most part, I was in the sevens, unbeknownst to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like between, you know, 650 and uh sevens and so i knew i was in trouble when i got to the halfway mark where i saw the clock mm-hmm. and the time on there beat my half marathon pr at the time okay wow yeah so i just knew we were going to be paying the piper and that was <laughs> going to happen in short order and it happened at mile 16 it's mm-hmm. just everything just shut down like uh. <laughs> so uh, like i literally stopped a walk because wait, your legs were hurting yeah yeah i mean quads on fire yeah oh yes 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 because because um i said well, i've been going downhills and also like the the course kind of flattened out mm-hmm. and my quads at this point had just been bashed <laughs> for fair part of almost an hour 45 something so so in there and so my, my quads were just destroyed <laughs> and I slowed down to the first, like a very slow trot and then a walk. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, it's like mile 16. I have another 10 miles to go. And of course, everything hurts. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to, this is going to be horrible. Trot a little bit, you know, walk a little bit. Trot. So it's somehow in my mind, I just assumed that this is going to take me at least five hours to complete. Mm-hmm. Right. I had no no sense of time because of who my watch is watch. <laughs> my watch is gone. I have no idea, how, you know, how long I've been running. And then my teammates, Omar, Tori, Rasheen, of course Rasheen was way ahead. Omar passed me, then I think right around mile twenty or so, Tori passes me. So I, I mean at this point I'm like, uh, 
this is this is terrible. So I would run a little bit, walk a little bit. And I remember I remember thinking to myself, wow, there were so many people who are in this race. So by the way, this race was, was a fairly small race. I'll, I'll probably say there were probably maybe a thousand people running this race. But also the whole time I'm walking and slash running, I'm, people were just passing me left and right. And wow, there, there must have been so many people who must have joined after the fact. Mm-hmm. You know, because the entire time I was, of course, there was always a crowd around me. Well, it, as it turned out, because I was running so fast in the beginning, I was so <laughs> near the front of the uh, the course that, um, you know, there were that many people behind me, which, of course, I should not have been anywhere there anyway because I was running too fast. But anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we ran and then... Um, when we finally got to the finish line, the biggest shock to me was that you know my time was like four hours. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> but so my so I ended up running like four oh one. You know, Tori, you know, who was like a new runner at the, at the time. This was I think, yeah, this was her first marathon. And so um, yeah, for the next couple of months, I ate a lot of crow <laughs> over how badly I I strategized and went out too fast. But, you know, that's the other thing about our, our little group of misfits when we run. A win is a win. So when you get beaten, <laughs> someone, everyone rubs it in your face. And and because I rub it in people's face quite a bit, people are not shy about pushing <laughs> it back. It's all in good fun. What was your goal for that race? My time goal was three hours and 15 minutes. Okay. But I ended up uh, delivering four hours. And then later on that year... I ran to Philly and I ran a 3.30, which uh, ended up being my PR. That's impressive. That year, Audra, because I know she's a personal trainer, she had put me on a, on a, on a strength training program mm-hmm. and a diet regimen that, that helped. So it turns out that if you're disciplined about your diet and strength training regimen and the mobility and preventative work required to run better, you run well. Who knew? That's true. That is true. I can attest. Many people have uh, said that to me, although they do allege that I, that I don't listen. <laughs> well, you think you've been doing it for so long, you kind of know what you're doing, but you know, we always can learn something. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. So it turns out, it turns out that she, you know, so it turns out that she, the other kind of knew what she was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Did she say I told you so? Or no. <laughs> Oh, of course she did. You, you know she did. <laughs> <laughs> you know she did. Season two, I will start a new series called Ask the Doc. If you have questions related to musculoskeletal injuries or musculoskeletal health, please send me a voicemail. Go to my website at www.weouilove.com, click on the tab voicemail, leave your voicemail, and select messages will be aired and answered on the segment. Now, back to the episode. Not sure if you remember my first marathon. A, it was a team trip to D.C. But I think it was the SunTrust Marathon. I you do and remember Tim that. were doing the half, and me and Tina were doing the full marathon. I believe that words of encouragement at the start line were somewhere along the lines of, 
while you're on mile 18, you can take solace in knowing that me and Tema are the finish line, you know, having drinks and laughing at your pain. Well, something like that. Uh, that race was just awful because I had IT friction band, iliotibial friction band syndrome, and it started bothering me around 14. And I had to limp toward the end. I remember you guys getting on the bus looking for me because it took <laughs> me longer than I anticipated. But I still was walking, and you guys came and met me, and we walked, we crossed the finish line together. And there was this unlady that was training for Ironman, and she was basically walking with us. And you were talking to her, kind of encouraging her, and she started crying <laughs> when we crossed the finish line. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Actually, I actually I do. But 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 I was actually very proud of you on that race, mainly because the marathon is a. Um, it's a funny race in that the elites who run like two hours and change. So these are, you know, people who are, the physical achievements are, you know, amazing. Yes. And then there's the vast majority of the rest of us. But then there are people who just gut it out, who like just say like, no matter what, we're going to to complete this. So it's like, you know, yeah, I was like, very proud of you. Like when you finish it, because like, because I know what pain is, but I don't know what pain is for... <laughs> <laughs> you know, fighting. Look, if I had an IT band, I mean, look, the race is over. I mean, like, I have a medical reason to, to step out. It's like we we don't have to we don't have to keep doing this. I stopped and I looked around. I'm like, there's no one around. I'm like, so I'm like, let me just keep moving. And then I calculated, okay, well, if I if I if I walk like at a 15 minute mile pace, I can finish. So I'm like, let me just try. <laughs> let me try. No, <laughs> no, but, 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 but like I said, like, you know, that, you know, that, that's one of the beauty of the marathon. Like, you know, it, it, it exposes you or forces you to confront your limits and what you're capable of. And so I admire that in, in people who are able to dig deep and, and get it done because a lot of the crowd has gone home or, or left the course at a time. So yeah. now it's you and yourself mm-hmm. and you have to finish and you're injured and you keep going. So it's like, it reveals something, something to be said about character when, when you're able to keep pushing when the odds are against you. Uh, so I was, yeah, I was pretty proud of you that day. You know, the Iron Man lady who busted out into tears. Yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't do very well with that. <laughs> I think you did a good job, Uchedo. Well, I mean, you know, just for a few minutes while she was there. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And then, uh, yeah, and then uh, you healed up and you were back out training. Yeah. Crazy me. Yeah. Yeah. Is this, uh, something's wrong with you. Yeah. Something's wrong. Peer pressure. Yeah, well, there's that. I was going to do my one half marathon and go back. To, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do just half marathons. And then I'm like, how did I get talked into doing a marathon? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yo, the, the, I should be asking you, how, how, how is it you, you're doing an Ironman? Jesus. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't have any tattoos, but if I completed an Ironman distance, I, that's the one tattoo I would get. Well, that's the one tattoo I have. So, <laughs> peer pressure. It's just, you know, it's a good thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, peer pressure. When did United Nations come to an end? I, I, what year was I would, that? I wouldn't say we came to an end. I mean, well, you, you said it's no longer that you're now the co-leader of the Winfield Track Club. 
So, or is it merged? Or, or... Well, yeah. So merge is probably a better. Okay. 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 <laughs> probably a better uh, word there. It's all the same people. Okay. Okay. You know, and plus a few, more, you know, a few new, newer faces. We're Facebook friends, so you see. I see your pictures. Yes, I see Felicia, and I saw Heather the other day. It never went away. It's just merged with uh, or evolved, if you will, into Winfield. So, 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 um, Freddie, he's in a lot of pictures. We we ran into each other through running early morning squad, and we've been running together for quite a while now. You know, so he kind of formed the group Winfield mm-hmm. uh, Track Club because you know I guess we live we both live out in Winfield area of Philadelphia. Okay. I mean, like I won't say that we had like a membership drive per se. It's just like I said, <laughs> our little circle of friends. Yeah, just merged. We just okay. merged, and then um, all of a sudden there was a hashtag, and next thing we know, there was a there was a T-shirt with a logo on it, and then we're Winfield Track Club. Okay. It's a group of friends who get together around a common cause, which is running. We're all friends, even outside of running. You remember when you were in Philadelphia? You know, we barbecue, we picnic, yeah, hang out together. Watch the World Cup, which I never watched soccer before then. But yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. You're of course a Nigeria fan. Yes, you didn't say that, but you just agreed to it. So uh-huh. just, let's just go with it. <laughs> we all become pretty close friends, and we run together for uh, many years now. The name of the group is almost a secondary. Consider whether we're Winfield or Team UN or whatever you know you want to call it. That's okay. We we're still going to be running together. We need to have a like reunion, old and new, like in a destination run. Noel and Tim and Tina, myself, somewhere nice. Yeah. If, if Felicia was here right now, I think she's campaigned now for uh, Chicago sometime next year, 2021, if COVID allows us. And then um, the grill. The grill, the reggae. 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 She's campaigning for the for the marathon. No, it's too hot. It's too hot for the marathon. Could you please give her a call and let her know that? Yeah, we need the half at the most in the grill. Marathon somewhere else. <laughs> at least as of right now, the Chicago and the grill in that order are the top candidates. Uh, that may change, but we're in a pandemic and. That's true. And this Chicago, that's hard to get into, too. So. Right, right. Yeah. Someone, someone said Tokyo, but... That's hard to get into, too. Maybe we should all do a charity, because Tokyo's on my list. Tokyo and London. Why? Because I want to do all the majors. I mean, can we just go to Tokyo and just hang out and not run or laugh at the people who are running? But I want to run. It'll be fun. You, you see... You see parts you never see. I mean, running twenty six point two miles, you know, of the city. Yeah, that's why. That's why. That's why you hire a tour guide to show you things you don't but it's see. It's different running. It's different running. Well, you're talking to someone who, like, on vacation, I leave my sneakers in Philadelphia just just in case I get tempted. No, you don't. You know, you run on vacation. No, I no. Actually, I don't. Ever? I don't. I, you know, uh, Audra can tell you this. I mean, like. Audra is one who actually goes out running and tries to drag me. I'm like, listen. But it's, uh, it's interesting running in different countries if it's if you find a safe place to run. You see different sites, interesting things. Some things like will shock you, the stuff that I've seen out on a run. I agree. But I, I, I run into those same shocking places just walking by them. But 
I was in Spain and I was training for, I think, a 10K. So I went running through this park and I was looking around and I'm like, hmm, these women are dressed interesting. And it turns out that they were prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, what kind of part? <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting. And then when I was in Baltimore once, me and one of my friends, we went running early in the morning because I was there for a conference. We were running in these group of women, also prostitutes. Asked us, like, why are you guys running? He's like, just for exercise. <laughs> Yeah, but you see, I, you know, I, you could have run into them walking too. Maybe I wouldn't have been <laughs> up like five o'clock in the morning, probably just. Oh, that's a good point. Just for leisure, but maybe. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because I, 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 on vacation, I tried to tell myself, okay, you're going to sleep in now. But uh, that never happens. Much, much to the chagrin of my wife. I'm so used to waking up early. So even on vacation, I wake up early. Can't and... go back to sleep. Nah, I, I can't. <laughs> At this point, Audra is like, listen, you know, as long as you don't wake me up, <laughs> like whatever you're doing, get out of the room and be quiet about it. So Uche, what is on your bucket list running goals? Well, I would like to qualify for Boston. Right now, that means that's 315 marathon uh, goal is, uh, is, on, is on the list. Stay healthy. Once I've achieved that then of course i'll probably chase the next the next milestone which would be trying to break three hours mm, mm. while those are nice to reach goals i think the the more important goal is to maintain the healthy habit of running so staying healthy mm-hmm. continually improving and see how good i can i can become as a runner of course that will require you know most other things you know Maybe occasionally listen to Audra. Don't tell I said that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> doing the strength training and mobility work that's required to continually improve. So yeah, the milestones of a Boston qualifier or a three hour those are those are you know, nice check boxes. But the more important thing is to continually train and keep it as a daily habit and improve. Day by day. Okay. Obviously, if I reach, if I'm fortunate to reach my my greatest potential, my PR could might be 250. Who knows? That's would be really impressive. And because I can make fun of everyone else at the Winfield Track Club. That's not nice. Nice has nothing to do with it. <laughs> so, have you had any significant injuries? And if so, how did you recover? Wow, how much time do we got? No, <laughs> <laughs> no I mean. Hey, we're runners, right? So I almost feel like we're either injured or in between or recovering from one or managing one, (laughs) you know, (laughs) how did I recover? Well, I mean, it depends on the, it depends on the severity of, of, you know, said injury. You know, sometimes, you know, you, you have something that requires you to take two, three weeks off and then you have to go now do those PT exercises that you have been ignoring for the past few months so like in the beginning in my career like i I would push pace like always run hard Mm -hmm. so making the the rookie mistake of not giving my body adequate time to recover and so that led to injuries and then you know setback you take time off and then you recover and then you come back again keep going now i guess i'll I'll say in the past 
two years, I would say. My philosophy, and I, and I, and I don't want this to come as, sound like I've done heavy research on this or whatever, but anecdotally anyway, whenever I feel pains or nicks, it becomes more of an alarm for me to like, all right, I ascribe it to some sort of muscular imbalance. And so I, I go back towards like do my strength training mm-hmm. to find where the weakness is, mm-hmm. you know, and if I'm early enough, then I'm usually able to correct. So, so my philosophy being aches and pains are an indication of an imbalance somewhere, because if you are running, not, you know, running, pushing way too hard and you're running, you know, fairly easily, your body should be able to absorb that. And if it's not, then it's usually because, you know, something is, and it could be something that's similar to your sneakers are too old. Yeah. Or you haven't been doing the ab work you're supposed to have been doing, the core uh, core work you're supposed to have been doing. Or you you skipped leg day in the gym, and I can already hear Audra's <laughs> Audra at the back of my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you ducking me <laughs> in the gym? So I mean, like these days, over, at least over the past two years, uh, having a more holistic approach to my physical well-being has helped my running. In addition, you know, in addition to you know cross-training, body weight stuff, and uh, try to do better on my mobility. I can definitely be much better in that department. So what would you tell a person who is interested in running? Like someone who has never run before. By, you know, get you a pair of sneakers and go run. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I mean, no, a lot of people say, oh, I want to run, you know, but no, I mean, like uh, start easy. Go out and go to a run store to get fitted first. Yeah, yeah. Go, go to a run store to get to get fitted. But the goal for a beginner is to develop the habit of running. It's about rearranging your life to allow that to occur. Once you've gone to the sneaker store and gotten yourself fitted and gotten yourself in a correct pair of uh, shoes, then it's about then being consistent. And so whatever little tricks that you can do to make sure, like let's say your goal is to run three, four days a week, let's say four days a week. How can you arrange your life to make sure that you deliver on four days a week? Mm -hmm. To me, I would almost argue that coming out four days a week is more important than even having the right sneakers. My point being like, yeah, you could get the right pair of sneakers, but if you don't show up, (laughs) then you just wasted money, (laughs) right? You know, if you run with a group, for example, find like an accountability partners, YouTube and the internet in general are replete with tips here and there that can help you improve your run experience, right? Mm -hmm. But step one is get in the habit. And so how do you get in the habit? Well, you got to make it easy. You got to get yourself an accountability partner, or maybe you join a group of people who you know who are waiting for you to start. You know, those things that ensure that you show up. That's true. 90% of success is just showing up. That's true. I mean, because once you're there, how fast you run your pace or, I mean, it's not important. What's important is that you show up four days a week. And then over time, everything else follows. But until you show up four days a week, I don't care what what your sneakers, what kind of sneakers you have. (laughs) You're funny. Yeah. So come out to run, commit and arrange your life to make sure that you, you show up consistently consistently yeah any other pearls 
to seasoned runners, new runners, any kind of runners? Whatever it is your goal, you want to hit a PR or run faster, run longer. I wouldn't waste your time even telling you, oh, yeah, you should follow this running plan or whatever. Yeah, we got, we got to do the work. Don't wait for things to be perfect, perfectly lined, lined up or look for the perfect plan. Mm-hmm. No, get out there. The point we made earlier on, I mean, to be a good runner, you should be able to run on any topography, you know, whether it's downhill, flats, hilly. If you are in 315 marathon shape, then it almost doesn't matter what the road says. Mm-hmm. If you're in that shape, you become that person. So, so it's not even about the goal now. It's like, are you the kind of athlete that can deliver that? Mm-hmm. And the way you become that is by training six days, seven days, whatever the you know, program is. And when you look at someone like Ilya Kipchoge, who's like, you know, world-class marathon runner, when you look at him, he doesn't have to tell you that he's a world-class marathoner, right? <laughs> <laughs> you just see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so same thing for everybody else. I mean, if you want to become a runner, well, you have to become a runner. Don't play running. Become a runner by waking up, come going out every day, and you're delivering four days a week or whatever your plan is is it calls for and once you're doing that then you become that person and then in terms of you know the little tip like yeah, what kind of sneakers and all that all that will come but if you don't show up no one's going to be there to tell you what to do <laughs> that's true <laughs> right that's my um, advice for people just show up so people in the philadelphia area how can they if they want to run with your club how can they find you Oh, so it turns out Winfield Track Club on Twitter, on Instagram, you can connect with us there. Hashtag, you know, Winfield Track Club, all one word. Facebook too? Uh, Facebook as well. Yeah. Like the page. We post our meeting times on those platforms and we meet at Lloyd Hall, which is uh, the parking lot right behind the art museum. Everyone's welcome. Different paces, speeds, abilities. You just have to be be about that early morning, yeah. <laughs> early morning life. <laughs> in, in any weather condition. I remember one time we ran, and it, it was freezing cold, and your glasses were fogged up. <laughs> I don't know how you. Could say that. Wow, wow! I, I can't believe you actually remember <laughs> that. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we run we run year round. So I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, in times of obvious hazards we wouldn't run like i mean if there's lightning out there we're, i mean we're not gonna run or be a sleet or ice on the on the uh well, though, i remember one time it was after a flood and i think the water had just received and i was running yeah they had newscasts out there i think they interviewed me or something about me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like why are you doing this what is wrong with you <laughs> i'm like ah yeah but yeah many things are wrong we don't, we don't have enough time right now <laughs> But um, but yeah, like I said, you know, Instagram, Facebook, we're we're, we're there, and uh, everyone's welcome. Well, thanks for joining me. This is special. I think it, if it wasn't for you, I don't know if I would have stuck with running for so long. Who knows? No, you know, uh, this this was very exciting. I don't think I've actually had this long form conversation about running before. So so this no, this is very nice. I, I greatly appreciate it. All right, well, it was always good to talk to you. I got to get to Philly and, and run with the. The new merge group, I should say. Don't make us look bad, Miss Ironman Triathlete. Hey, you know. My running has suffered since I've started Ironman and the plus 
I still get injuries every now and then. Have one now. So, so. you must be a runner then. Anyway. What kind of what, what injury do you have? My knee's been bothering me off and on since I had a ski injury. So. Well, if it makes you feel better, my knee my knee is bothering me too. So, but I've been at least walking, so I can do that if nothing else. Yeah. We'll always have that. It's not as fun, but no. <laughs> but we'll see. I need to go see somebody. I've been treating myself. It's worked a couple months, but then it comes back. This is like this uh it's like an ice skating rink near City Hall. Kind of open it up during Christmas, so they have a whole Christmas themed mm-hmm. thing there. Audra's been trying to get me to go, go ski there. No, I think, I mean, no, sorry, not ski, skate. Okay, you should. Well, one, I don't know how to skate. And then two, I think she's just trying to get me to fall so she can laugh at me. That's fine. It's fine. You know how to roller skate? Nope. Okay. Roller, yeah, have you ever rollerbladed? You should try it. Hold it by Boathouse Roll. I used to do it when I couldn't run. You should try it. Listen to Audra. She knows what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, you see, right now she's already one up on my strength training and my mobility. I can't give her another. <laughs> I can't give her another win like that. <laughs> it's, it's to help you become a better all-around athlete. Think of it like that. Yeah, yeah. That's what she says. Yes. Listen to her. Yes. And then she, she has a camera rolling. <laughs> well, you know, if you can't laugh at yourself, you know. Oh yeah, I can laugh at myself. You just don't want her to laugh at you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can laugh together. Yeah, well, no, but she will fall down with me because she she knows how to roller skate. She she knows how to do all that. Yeah, I'm sure you can do it, Uche. Yeah, of course, I'm super. Try it, try it. All right, Uche. Thank you again. All right. Well, yeah, this was this was fun. This was fun. That wraps up this episode of Running Is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you already haven't, please download Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast on Apple, Spotify, or however you listen to your favorite podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, or possible show topics, please email Running is Cheaper Than Therapy, OLB, Omaha Love Brown. Again, that's Running is Cheaper Than Therapy, Omaha Love Brown at gmail.com. I also can be reached via Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Handle We Life, We Love. OUI Life, OUI Love. Thank you, and please tune in again.